know the vibes welcome back to another episode of the hoop genius podcast brought to you by the greatest game in the world nba 2k24 you can get your copy through the link in the description i am momusi alongside me as always the one and only three-time nba champion mr bj armstrong bj how you doing my brother well i can't complain all is good i just got my uh my tickets for opening night clippers Oh. Clippers, Clippers versus Portland. So I'm, I'm excited to see DeAndre Ayton, yep. Scoop, the Time Lord, the, 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 the Time Lord. You know, I, I, that's right, Man, Time uh, Lord. I saw Kawhi, Paul George, and then, then I got a bonus the next okay. night. Okay, the Phoenix Suns versus the Oof. Lakers. Ah, I got it. I, oh, you living I, good, uh, bro. Where's uh, my plane yeah, ticket, at, BJ? Hey, my, I'm, hey, I'm waiting for the know, ticket. Also, I'm waiting for you to send the flight know, details. Bo, I got, I got to get ready. You know, I was like, you know what? It's that time of the year. I was like, is it that time of the year? They said it's game time. So I got my ticket in the mail, Mo. I'm going to see oh, opening you night. <laughs> you also yeah, get tickets. Yeah, I got my ticket. I don't, I don't, nah. I don't, I don't do nothing, nothing on, uh, on the phone, as you know. No, no social, no, I no, ain't no, 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 no technology. Hey, Mo, I need my ticket. Well, in the mail, they said we don't, we don't make those anymore. I said, yes, you do. Yeah, wow. <laughs> so I'll be having my, I'll have my ticket in the mail. I just want one ticket. You oh, know? Oh, BJ, you know you got to ask for two because I'm gonna pull up as well. But you know, <laughs> so I guess I'm gonna I'll stay there. in England. So I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see. D book. I would see KD. I would see hey Bradley Bill. Bradley Bill. LeBron James. You know, Anthony hey, Davis. Hey, Anthony Davis. You know, yeah, hey. too many names. Too many so, names. All right. So uh, you're I'm good. excited. You're I'm, I'm going to be so, here doing my thing and I'm going to wait for you to get home so we can save the podcast. But we got to, first of all, um, show some love to the, to the listeners because today, we got crazy love on social media. Yes. We got crazy. Listen, I want to say love and respect to each and every one of you. Instagram comments, tweets flying in. So if you guys didn't know earlier today, TNT announced that they'd be taking the NBA rights uh, in the UK. Now, BJ and I were, of course, the uh, Sky Sports analysts in the studio breaking the game down for you. Oh, uh, the, no the good old days. With, the no good old days. Why we're no longer with Sky Sports, we free agents right now, and um, maybe we'll get the call and maybe we'll come and sprinkle some sauce on TNT's coverage. But we wait, my phone's here, my phone's waiting for it to call. But uh, appreciate all of you guys showing love and letting TNT know who they need to be rocking with, you know, before I'm gonna have to call Kenny and say, just before you come on the podcast, I'm gonna need you to put the call in, my brother, right? <laughs> right, right. But no, I appreciate all of you guys. Seriously, it really means a lot. Um, we're so thankful. We're so grateful to all of you who love what we do, all of you who show love. And and it really, uh, from the bottom of my heart, means a lot that you support us and what we do. So you ready to get into today's episode, BJ? Let's do it, Mo. Let's do it. First thing we got to talk about, because you were part of a dynasty when you played. Oh, Nintendo. wow. Really? You won three really? championships in a row. Oh, wow. Okay. All they right. have even been four or five. Had a certain someone not decided to play baseball. Um, okay. But speaking of dynasties, Nuggets GM Calvin Booth came out and said in an interview, if everything is optimized, we should win three or four titles. Now, BJ, we all know how great the Nuggets were last season. We all know how great the Joker is and how great Jamal Murray is. But the other teams around the league are getting better too. How realistic do you think is this claim by the Nuggets GM? that they're going to win three or four championships with this roster. 
Well, you know, I, I, I have to see this. I, I have to see the comment. I, I can't believe. Word for word. I just read it to you, bro. Say it again. Say it to me one more time. I just want to. If everything wanna... is optimized, we should win three or four titles. Wow. You know, I, I just saw Calvin in Chicago. I think I told you. I just saw them in Chicago. They were playing the Bulls. And I was in Chicago on some other business. And I just happened to be in the stand in the same hotel. And I saw those guys in one of the little restaurants in the hotel. We just happened to both be there. So I stopped by, I said hello. You, you know, Mo, this is my experience talking. I never imagined, Mo. I never imagined. I thought about it, but I never imagined that you were actually win a championship, let alone three. I thought about playing in the NBA. I never imagined, Mo, that I would have played the length of time that I played in the NBA. I never imagined, Mo, that I would have achieved individual team things. I mean, Mo, I thought about it, but it just wasn't like one of those things where there are a lot of people who think about it. <laughs> mm -hmm. You, you you believe to yourself, but Mo, when it actually happens, that's why you 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 know you, and I say this with great humility, Mo. Like the odds on making it to the NBA, Mo, are just slim to none. And to suddenly say we're going to win a championship, but we should win three or four. I think that's what you just said. I, These claims don't often go too well. Remember when LeBron joined Miami and he said uh, Mo, three, I, not four, I, not five, I, not six, not seven, okay. eight, and Mo, uh, I, 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 again, I, I will say this. You know, Mo, every year is a different year. Every year has new obstacles, new challenges. Health, team performance, right break. Some people call it luck. Team, you know, chemistry, so forth and so on. A lot of things have to happen. I, 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 I want to stay humble, and I just live game by game. And well, in the end, I always like to say this: one of my favorite sayings in the NBA. The goal in the NBA is to try to win every game. Mm -hmm. You, you know, you're not going to win every game, but you want to try to win every game. And Mo, with that comes an enormous responsibility, pressure, and, and all those things. So I think, Mo, I'm just going to set this one out because, I mean, Mo, like to win a championship is it's incredibly hard. I know we talk about things now as if like, oh, who's going to win it this year? Oh, who's going to win the scoring title? Or who's going to be the most improved? And who's... But Mo, you're talking about like, what's the odds? Mo, what's the odds on winning an NBA championship? You're talking about winning three or four? Health. I mean, yeah. I mean, Mid-season so trades. Yeah, the teams so you match up with in the playoffs. Well, Draymond Green came out and said, quite frankly, with the new CBA, dynasties are over. 
you'll remember us because we're the last dynasty you'll be able to speak of. Now, a big part of the Denver Nuggets title run was obviously their great players playing great basketball, but also the depth of their roster. Um, but when we look at their players that they have under contract, they've got Nikola Jokic under contract until possibly 2028 if he opts into his player option. Uh, but Jamal Murray has this season and then next season before he hits free agency. He's currently making $33 million per season and he'll be commanding significantly more. You know, when you see Jalen Brown making that 40 million a year, he's going to be making that or probably more by the time, you know, the salary cap increases. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. is under contract for four more seasons and Aaron Gordon is under contract for two more seasons and then a player option. So that nucleus of the four core players is there for two seasons at least. Um, I don't see a world in which Jamal Murray leaves as a free agent if they offer him the max extension. But becoming a second apron team, which means they're paying in the second apron of luxury tax, which then means you can't, you know, sign the veteran guys who are bought out. You can't use the mid-level exception. You can't, there's certain restrictions now on trading the picks that you have. Filling out the rest of the roster becomes a lot more difficult. For example, Christian Brown has this season, then he's got two team options. Um, but he, if he continues on his trajectory, is going to be commanding a, a sizable chunk of money. Contavious Caldwell-Pope, who's currently making $14 million a year, for a player who can defend at his level and provide the offense and spacing as a role player, he's going to command more than what he's making right now. And then when you look down at the rest of the roster, it starts to get a little bit thin. So I believe they've got Jamal Murray for the next two seasons. I think they could win one more championship in the next two seasons, Right. But once the new contracts start coming in, even though the salary cap will go up with the new TV deal if they get it in America, I believe it's going to be very hard for them to fill out the depth of their roster. So I'm not mad at him for saying we could win one more or two more, but saying we're going to win three or four more, I think that's a little bit of a stretch. Unless well, you find some steals in the back end of the draft, provided you keep your draft assets or you trade for some more draft assets and you get guys like Christian Brown who came in and contributed immediately upon getting to the NBA. Okay, Mo. Well, let, let, let's let's make this clear. Okay. How do you take advantage of the new collective bargaining agreement or the, the way the collective bargaining agreement is currently constructed? Okay. Without question, Mo, you have to get one or more players that are max players who perform at a max level. Okay, I'm gonna re- I'm gonna repeat that. You have to draft max players. The reason it's important to draft those players is because the way the salary cap works, Mo, is you have to not only identify these players, you have to retain them. Mm-hmm. It's easier to retain your own player if you draft them because you you have what's called their Larry Bird rights. Mm-hmm. Therefore, you're able to not only identify these players, draft those players, you can retain those players. It's much harder to do it when you get a free agent because now it eats up the salary cap. Mm -hmm. And then you go into the second apron and all those things. Okay. Now, the Warriors were the last team to do it. They drafted Steph Curry. Steph Curry had an accident. When I say an accident, you need luck. Steph Curry was playing as a max player at $11 million a year because of the ankle injury that he sustained a year or two before. They didn't believe he he could get healthy, so he couldn't get a big contract. He couldn't get a big contract, okay? 
They then drafted another player in the second round named Draymond Green, who began to perform, especially on the defensive end, as a superstar player. Mm-hmm. Okay? So you have two players that were performing at elite levels. By the way, Clay Thompson was another mm-hmm. player. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the reason they were able to have sustainability in winning was because they drafted three players. And let's not forget about Harrison Barnes because they drafted him as well. Yep. And Harrison Barnes was a, a Harrison Barnes was more than a respect has been more than a respectable player in the NBA. Yeah, and I was going to okay. say, people forget about his contributions on the way yes. to some of those championships. Even okay. though he had a couple of bad series here and there, he was very valuable. And then being able to move him and create a little bit of extra space to get KD as a free agent, okay. which was an anomaly because the salary cap spikes yeah, because of a TV yes. deal. You have, that's why I said, it's Mo, luck. you have to have luck. Mm-hmm. There has to be some luck in the situation. When I say luck, Mo, you got to work hard. But when you work hard, Sometimes you get lucky. You know what I mean? Like sometimes yeah. the ball just bounces your way because you've been working hard and you, you know, you worked your way to be in position. All right. Yeah. So what they did was they drafted those three players. They get a luck due to the media rights, television rights, money gets infused. They secure Kevin Durant. And by the way, they get a starter, an all-star on an Olympian on their team who's coming off the bench by the name of Andre Andre Iguodala. Okay. Everything fell together for them. And boom, here they are. Here we are talking about it. Now let's look at the, let's look at the, the way these teams are being constructed. They drafted Jordan. They drafted Pippen. And PJ drafted Horace Grant. They drafted, you know, BJ Armstrong. They, they, there we yeah, go. They, there we go. Pick okay. yourself up. You dra- yeah. You you draft the you gotta draft these players because you gotta retain well, 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 them. Okay? This is what I'm saying. Denver Nuggets drafted Nikola Jokic in the second round, like Draymond Green. They drafted, they drafted Jamal, Murray. Jamal Murray. They drafted Michael Porter Jr. But this is my this is what I'm saying. Well, this is yeah. what I'm getting to. By looking at how teams have been constructed that have sustainability, you draft Kobe Bryant, you draft Derek Fisher. Okay. You get Shaq in free agency. Suddenly now you have the foundation because of the drafting of those players or a few of those players. And then you add a piece. Okay. You trade and got Dennis Rodman. Okay. But you, but your core, you got to add those guys to it. What I think Calvin is saying is by the way, teams have been constructed with sustainability Without question, they not only have one player who is a max player, they have two players. Okay. And arguably, before his back injury, people were saying Michael Porter Jr. was the number one. He would have been the number one. In high school, he was the number one player. Yeah. Okay. And he was on a team with Trey Young. Now, Mo, by the way you construct teams, I would have to agree with him because I I didn't think Jokic was this going to be this dominant? I don't think anyone did. I thought he was going to be a good player, but that's Jamal Murray. You've just seen him blossom. And then Michael Porter Jr. You're saying they got, they have both now everything in place and they should be able to build an Aaron Gordon and get this guy in free agent and keep plugging away. 
And Mo, what I think, and I do agree with this, I think for the next three or four years, they're going to be very competitive. And in any given year, because if those guys are healthy, Bo, they could beat anybody. Now, that's a big if, though, Mo. As you know, things happen, things happen quickly. You know, you could be, everything is going great, just like you saw with the uh, Las Vegas Aces last night. Everything is going good. They're up to game three. One of their players get hurt last night. Mm-hmm. Things change, Mo. In the snap of a finger, things changed and boom, goes away. So to say you're going to win it, Mo, hey, do I think they can compete and be competitive for the next three years? Absolutely. Do I think they have the talent? Absolutely. Coaching, that their best player can match any best player. There's Jamal yeah. Murray is capable of being the best player in the series. Yeah. I, I think the difference, though, is when the Warriors making their run, Teams weren't getting penalized like they will be now for going so far into the luxury tax. And now that, if your owners aren't willing to spend, like the Joe Lacobs of the world who own the Warriors, and I know Arsenal fans who are owned by the the same ownership group that owns the Nuggets can tell you that there are times where they don't want to spend too much. So we're going to have to wait and see. But the second thing I wanted to talk to you about today involves uh, a team and a player that we spent just quite a while talking about just now. It's Clay Thompson and the Golden State Warriors that we were just speaking on. Um, and the reports have come out that there has been no progress made between Clay Thompson and the Golden State Warriors over a contract extension. Clay is in the final year of his five-year $189 million deal. And this season he's making $43 million. Uh, but looking forward into the future, the Warriors just extended Draymond Green to keep him there with Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. But do you see them retaining Clay Thompson? Or do you think he will leave as free agent because on the open market? he'll be able to make more than what the Warriors are prepared to offer him. Well, you, you know, Mo, the way you phrased it, I, you know, I have to be an agent. Okay. What is his market? What What is his market? Like, okay, everyone is like, oh, he'll be able to make more. All right. More where? What is his market right now? Well, Clay Thompson, um, Last season was shooting 41% from downtown, 44% from the field and averaging 22 points a game, um, you know, four rebounds to assist. And if he has another season like that, what would you see his market being considering his defense his stays market, at the same level? His and market drop is off? Going, yeah. His market is going to be what teams value, what he brings to the table. Now. Yeah. I, I as an agent, okay, I'm just going to speak now as an agent. Okay, you say, well, those are his stats. Okay, that's great. Those are his stats in Golden State. Golden Golden State. Okay, now, what is his value for another franchise? And how many teams are available on the market for a shooting two guard does not have one inj- significant injury, two. And what's that value? So what is that value? All right. What is that value for a player? He has been incredible. Hall of Famer. One of the best shooters of all time, arguably. Okay, all those things. He made the most threes in the NBA last season. Okay, made the most threes. Okay. 
great. All right. What is that value? Okay. What, what, um, what do you think that value is? Like, what what is that value? Well, like, that, okay. that depends entirely on the team. Well, let's talk. Him let's a talk. Let's talk. So, if yeah, we're talking let's, specifics on a team, but yes, which team right now you would say right now would be in the market for a sick? How old is the, How old is Clay now? Thirty. What he'll be thirty. Clay Thompson is turning thirty-three this season. So he's thirty-three. So all right. So at the end of that deal, he'll be what thirty-eight. 37, yeah, 38? Yep. Yeah. Assuming he gets a four or five year deal. Yeah. So he can get five years with his own team. He can get four somewhere else. Okay. So do you yeah, see so, the Warriors offering him a five yes. year deal? No. Okay. But okay. Anyway. and the reason and the reason being the reason being their best player, which is Steph Curry, everything is going to be lined up to Steph Curry. Yep. And okay. Steph Curry has three years left on his contract. Okay. So as I'm, my experience teaches me that everything is going to be lined up with Steph Curry. Yeah. Well, all Draymond this has four years years. left. Yes. But I'm going to assume that probably Draymond, Draymond, I don't know his number, but I'm going to assume it's at a number where they 25. feel really, yeah, they feel, okay. The, the new number, and I, I say, again, without knowing anything, the new number that has been expressed based on the new salary cap is 25 million and below are all what the NBA would consider tradable contracts. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's equivalent now to the average salary. Okay. I, I, I'm just saying, as we're talking to people in the league, the salary that they feel is a tradable player salary for a player now who is a rotational player mm-hmm. is 25 million. Yeah. Okay. So if you look around the league, rotational players for a really good player now, a guy who's like a starter, you know, and they, they feel it can play rotational player, 25 million is like the is like this is like the salary yeah. based on the cap, the yeah. projections of the cap. Okay. So with that. You'll see, for instance, like John Collins was moved. Yep. Teams feel good about that because Utah is how it's viewed in front of the rest of the league. They feel that that is their free agency because they know that that's not a destination. Mm-hmm. So you'll get a John Collins who makes, I don't know what he makes off the top. However, his salary fits into that what they feel is in the ballpark for a rotational player mm-hmm. and it's 25 million this season 26 <laughs> See, the, million next season the, okay so you understand Mo, yeah without yeah. knowing so so I, this is the, so you now, think they'll offer clay two years 25 million per year i think this is what i think is the issue without knowing anything mm-hmm. the warriors value clay thompson clearly in a negotiation, everybody has to get to the no. Yeah. Right? The no is, Clay, we love you. However, here's a number we're going to need you to get at because, one, because of your age. And two, it has to be a movable contract. Yeah. So 
my original question is more like if the Warriors were to offer, for example, 25 million over two years, so a $50 million deal, and Team X said, well, this guy's a multiple-time champion. He can still shoot the three efficiently. He's versatile on defense still to a level. Um, we're going to offer him four years, $25 million. That's essentially double the amount. Do you think Clay Thompson would take the hometown discount of just taking a two-year deal and then seeing what happens after that? Or do you think he would walk away from the Warriors? I, I think Clay's got to figure out what's most important to him. Okay, so if someone's offering you four years to go to a team and you know you don't have a ch- the same chance to win there that you have in Golden State, then clearly he's telling you what's most important to him. Mm-hmm. If he still values winning and he wants to be and compete at a high level, the business is set. Steph Curry, everything revolves around Steph Curry. Whether okay, I'm just saying it because... This is what it is. If you're doing your projections, he's he's the show. Yep. Okay. And, so, and they moved on from Jordan Poole, so they're all in on Steph Curry. Now. They're giving Chris Paul $30 million a year for the next two years. Jordan Poole, everyone talks about two things. They want to develop the players, <laughs> and they want to, you know, create, you know, what, you know, what, 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 what is it? You know, our environment. What what do they call it? Culture. Culture. Okay. So the Warriors create a culture where a player develops, and then all of a sudden, after the player develops and performs, you got to pay the player. Mm -hmm. So it's fun to say you want to develop a player. It's fun to say you have the culture. But then when it comes time to pay the guy, then people are like, well, I didn't expect this to happen. Okay. So... You you signed Jordan Poole at a number you thought you could move him. And that's mm-hmm. exactly what they did. Well, that's it. Look, everyone keeps talking about everyone keeps talking about the Warriors paying, you know, the tax and all that stuff. The Warriors have done a really, in my opinion, a masterful job of signing players to what they feel. I'm not saying they're right or I'm not saying they're wrong, but what they feel are movable contracts. Mm -hmm. They've really done a terrific job. Okay. And just like what they did last year with James Wiseman. He's on a rookie deal. They've done with Andre Iguodala. They also have maybe one of the most valuable contracts. Kavon Looney only makes seven and a half million this season. And his impact is immeasurable when he's on the court for them. All of this evolves around Steph Curry. Who compliments Steph Curry? That's the golden goose. Mm. So all of these other things to me are just like, okay, we can go on. Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson which will be fascinating this year. Clay Thompson to me was the perfect companion on both sides of the ball to Steph Curry. Because if we remember prior to his injuries, Clay Thompson, he was without question, one of the best defensive guards in the entire NBA. Okay. He not only guarded 
the best wing players, the James Hardens and all those guys. He also guarded the lead guards, the Damian Lillards and all those other guys. That's why he was so valuable. And that's why they held him in such high regard is because he complimented their best player on both sides of the ball. It, it was the perfect fit. He doesn't play one-on-one basketball. He shoots, he scores, he passes. They play a system that complements their best player. Now, at this age, Mo, yes, he shot. You gave me all his stats on the offensive end. Why did they really win all those years? It's because, Mo, he was, without question, an elite player on both sides of the ball. Not good, Mo. He One was of the best. elite. One of the best. He was elite. Mm-hmm. Okay? So it is going to be fascinating to watch, Mo, who's going to step up and become that defensive guard to really compliment Steph Curry. We know Steph, Steph Curry is capable of getting 50 in a game, in a, in a must-win must game. Game seven. Steph, Steph Curry... We don't have any more questions what he can do. However, what we do know is that if you put the right pieces around him, with that young man's ability to shoot the ball, it's going to be amazing. Do I think defensively Chris Paul is going to step into that? No. Do I think you can ask Klay Thompson to do that at this age? No. However, do I think he can still shoot the ball in the elite level? Yeah. So now, I to me... How valuable do the Warriors think that? Is that 27 million? Is that 30 million? I think it's up to 35 million. Once you get past 35 million, I think they have to pull in the reins. Mm -hmm. I think that's what they're saying. I don't know this. I'm not privy to those conversations. However, if you look at the way the Warriors have done business in the past, I think they're all thinking the ballpark, not not to say that Clay Thompson and his team are thinking of that, but they're anywhere from 25 to 35 million, somewhere in there. And then that's to me where the negotiation is at. Mm-hmm. And once they find their sweet spot, I think a deal gets done. However, I think it's important for Clay to say no to whatever is the first deal they offer. And I think it's important for the Warriors to say, well, no, we don't feel you're a max player. Well, okay, so where's the sweet spot for everybody? And then you try to figure out and you come to that happy ground and that happy union. Because I know one thing, you don't want Clay Thompson to say the Warriors just let him walk out. Mm-hmm. No, okay. Been, that, 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 that know, doesn't do, it, that doesn't like, do them any good business. And I don't think it does anyone any good business if you do that. So I think this is a negotiation and it's fair. And what I respect about this negotiation, you haven't heard anything. So to me, that's the first sign to let me know that, you know what? They'll probably have talks. And you know what? No one's trying to go through the media to get a deal done. Mm, I respect it. Well, let's end it with this. We okay. got our first glimpse of the Giannis and Dame combination yesterday Ooh, night. Did you did you tune did in? Ever, did I ever get a glimpse? Well, I got an eyeful, Mo. I got an eyeful. And <laughs> 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 hey, you know what, Mo? This is a problem now. Well, this is a problem. Well, Giannis said after the game, I'll be very honest, I've never been this open. First of all, I've never seen anybody being 
double team from the first possession of a game. He said, Damian Lillard is like a little version of me, a guard version. Quiet, goes about his business, takes care of his family, shows up, practices hard. And when the game starts, he's just a killer. Scary. You know, you know, I'm going to tell you what I, I liked about their team. Okay. First of all, Chris Middleton didn't play. Okay. And he's without question now, he's a starting two guard. So I, I was looking at their team and going, like, how are they going to play this? So you got Damian Lillard. I think Chris Middleton is a starting two. Uh, the kid, Jay Crowder, will be the three. Giannis, the four. Brooke at the five. Or if you want to go super big, you could put Bobby at the four and Giannis at the three. And just... Uh, no, no. <laughs> Bobby, Bobby, Bobby's coming off. Okay, Bobby's sixth coming man, off. Sixth man, sixth man. Okay. Cameron, I think they had Cameron Payne, Pat Connaughton, Bobby Porters, Robin Lopez, Beecham, came up. and okay. Compo, and then yes, okay. So I was looking at their team, going, okay, I like the depth of this team, you know, and and the, and then the other kid they started was a Beasley, right? Yeah. So I was like, okay, I like the depth of this team, and I was watching Giannis; he's playing in a new system. Yeah, first. First okay. time we've seen him and Dame yeah, with so, uh, Adrian Griffin. Yes. So I was looking at the system and how they're utilizing it. So you're seeing different things you haven't seen before in the way he plays. It's going to be a problem for a lot of teams this year because of their ability to stretch the floor. Okay. Because you, you can't forget this. Brooke Lopez is not only a low post threat. Because we know he can threat. score on the foot. He's a he's a he's truly a stretch five with size. Mm-hmm. Dame, you, you unlimited range. Okay. Jay Crowder can shoot from the from the corners. Okay. He can shoot at a high efficiency and high percentage from the corners. And then you're going to put Chris Middleton out there. So now who has a mid-range game himself, I might add, mm-hmm. a little post game and can play off the dribble a little bit. I like the spacing. I like how they play, but more importantly, Mo, I just think it's going to be tough to really say how we're going to defend this team without giving up something. Like this isn't like a team where you'll say, well, we're going to help off of player X. Mo, this is going to be a bad matchup, especially from this standpoint. I think they're going to defend. Because Bobby Porters and these guys, Malik Beasley, Jay Crowder, they can get in the trenches a little bit and play, play on the defensive end. We know Brooke Lopez is a great rim protector. We know Giannis is an all defensive player. We saw them go into a little bit of zone yesterday. That's what I'm saying. I think this team has the ability, Mo, to go on a significant run during the course of the regular season. Cause I just think it's a bad matchup, no matter how you slice it or dice it. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking for them to really win 60 plus games this year based on what I saw. I think they are that good. I think they have all of the things they have a number of guys. I mean, they have three guys without question can get you 30, 40 in a playoff game. And Brooke Lopez, we know is underutilized. (laughs) Okay. Bobby Portis can get you 20 or 30 coming off the bench. I just think this is a well- Put together roster. I, I just it, think 
just to jump in, little wrinkles that you would not have expected. Like there was a possession where Giannis is bringing the ball up the court and they go into a horn set. And if you don't know what that is, that's where two players are kind of on the free throw line at each each of the elbows, right? Giannis mm-hmm. hands to, uh, throws the ball down to Brook Lopez. Usually they're just setting the screen there, right? But you've got Lopez and Dame Lillard setting up in that set. Dame Lillard sets the pit, sets the screen for Giannis to literally run to the basket and catch a pass, what could have been an alley-oop, but an easy dump off pass from Brook Lopez. Now, when you run the action, Dame didn't even need to pop out to the wing, but Dame has the option to pop out to a wing if the defenders stay with Giannis as he cuts to the hoop. So it's right. really a case of now, pick your poison, because of the versatility of Giannis being as big as he is, but also being able to bring the ball up the court, being able to be so agile and explosive in the way that he can play. So Dame is now not having to, on every possession, be the primary initiator. Giannis can do that as well. And Dame gets to play a little bit off ball. And all these worries about him and his age, that helps his game as he goes deeper into his career, not having to have the ball in his hands on every single possession. Well, I I think whether Dame wants to admit it, or I don't know if he will admit this, this was perhaps the best thing that's ever happened to him. Yep. I know he wanted to go to Miami. But well, when you look at the that. when you look at the roster and you look at the construction of how well thought out this was, and you got to give John Hurst and his staff credit for getting this deal done, right? Because it's not you the GM will get all the credit whether it works or it doesn't work. However, you got to give his entire staff credit yeah. for identifying this particular player because listen, as you know, I'm a huge fan of Drew Holiday. That was a tough one. Yep. Because I love Drew Holiday. However, I really thought think this was probably the best thing for for everyone, right? I think the Celtics, you know, I, I, I like him there in the Celtics uniform. I think they I think they are good. I think they're probably their roster got a little stale. They those guys were together for a little bit. And sometimes you want to add new, you know, new life in there. And I think Drew Holiday is going to be good for this team, even though they gave up a really good player in Marcus Smart. But I mm-hmm. think Marcus Smart going to going Memphis. to what's it, Memphis is going to be good. Win, so win. I think it's a win, win, win all around. Those are three really good players, Marcus Smart, Drew Holiday, Damian Lillard. And all three of them, in my opinion, they're all like right where they're supposed to be. It's always tough getting traded. However, I really like this Damian Lillard trade. I think it's terrific. I'm excited about it. I'm so excited. I'm even considering going to to the mill. Well, you got to my watch you it. got my details. Send me the plane ticket. I'll meet you there. Yes, I, I I think it's going to be fun. I I would be shocked next year, as of right now, if the NBA Finals is not in Milwaukee. Ooh. I don't know who's coming out of the West. I think Milwaukee. If you ask me right now, you know who I would like to see. I would love to see. Denver. A couple games are circa. I would love to see Denver and Milwaukee in the finals. Mm-hmm. I, I think that would be great. But, but here's <laughs> one of the games I would love to see next year. I want to see Wimbenyama versus Giannis in San Antonio. I mean, I would love to see the matchup from I a, a five-on-five standpoint. I don't yes, think it would be close, see, but I'll be watching the I individual want, matchup very closely, yeah. I want, I want to see that because... I remember Giannis as a young player. And I remember now I'm watching I'm watching this kid as a young player. 
you know, he didn't play the entire summer league. So I didn't get a chance to watch him as much as I watched Giannis. I just think in the two or three years, I mean, you have two seven foot guys doing what you're doing and Bo, it's just, I mean, you know how I feel about those seven footers. It's like we I end every episode talking about I know, the same I, I, exact I, topic. I, I, every day, I know. Every day we I record, want to see those BJ two. finds a way to bring Wembenyama into I, the well, conversation. Because, because and the five well, seven foot lineup. All Star Weekend, you'll see it this year. You know, five seven footers, you'll see it this yeah, year. Uh, yeah, you know, you know what I'm gonna do, Mo. I, I, I got to go to the continent of Africa. Hundred percent. And I just get, and I got to get, I, I just got to, I, I got to get me five seven footers, and just say, you know what. This is what we're doing, and this is how we're playing, and we're, and, and because Mo, you can tell where this thing is going, but I want to see that matchup because to me, Mo, and I'm going to say this now, and you're going to you and 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 I don't know if anyone else has said it, but I'm going to say it. In American basketball, the 2024 Olympics there yep. in Paris is yep. going to be a defining moment in American basketball culture. But it's already fine. They they don't have any good bigs, so they had to convince Embiid to play for them. Weak source. Okay, that's fine. That doesn't guarantee anything. <laughs> no, okay. they have to. They have to. If they don't get the gold, and, and and Mo, this is going to be very competitive. And these next two Olympics are going to do. Twenty four is going to be the moment, and then twenty eight is going to say. This is going to give you the roadmap where it's going. It's going right or it's going left. This is going to be very competitive. It's going to be at home. Uh, you know, France is going to be in the Olympics, but so is Jokic. So is all the other players. You dot, uh, everyone's going to be there. And Mo, I'm telling you, I think it's going to be, it's going to be one of those things that you and I, 15, 20 years from today are going to be talking about. And we're going to be the defining moment. What happened in, in France? Because the following Olympics in 28, USA will be the host nation. Mm -hmm. And then that will determine who's going to actually play. Because mm -hmm. the best players now, Mo, are from a... They're yeah, and, and also outside. the LeBrons and the KDs and the Steps of the world yes, are not going to be there gonna in be 2028. There. Well, I, I, we we'll say that, but you never know with LeBron. Uh, well, uh, even if they're there... The, the best players now are abroad. Mm. That's a fact. I don't care who's here. In the Olympics, the best player in the Olympics will probably not be from the United States. Yeah, the problem is they're just not all on the same team. They're spread out. It, unlike the US, who's going around it. If we should just have a game of the rest of the world versus the USA. This is That's what All-Star so, Weekend should be now. This Well, I'll let you do the marketing. <laughs> I want the best player. Just give me the best players. Okay, they, they say this the best players. The well, okay, <laughs> the best players in the in the world should be playing here in that game, and that's a celebration of the best. Yes, I don't care where it's like you know, I don't care where you get the truth from, as long as it's true. Just bring it. Bring Shots the best players. players. Yeah, just just bring Bro. it. So that's it. That's my two cents. Speaking of the best, if you want to play the best game in the world, NBA Two K Twenty Four, the links in the description. If you want to join the best Discord community in the world, the link is in the description. If you want to keep listening to the best podcast in the world, make sure you hit subscribe right now. Spotify, Apple, YouTube. We're going to be here all season long. Basically a week now until the season begins. I'm hyped. 
BJ's hyped. I know you guys are hyped. Maybe you'll see us on TV. Maybe you won't. But either way, whatever happens, we're still going to be doing this podcast every single day. So make sure you subscribe. And most importantly, get buckets. <laughs>